Hello and welcome everybody. It is episode 12 of Beer 30. I'm your host Luke McCurman. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Drew Grill. What's up? Chris Nolan episode. Chris Nolan, bro. Ooh, crack. Yeah, yeah. About to take you back. Not really. Back to last Friday when we saw Tenet. <laughs> Boom. Segue. Anyways, we're actually going to start with a six-pack of Christopher Nolan directed movies. No. We're, nope. We literally just talked about this not five seconds ago. Dude, I always get this mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> we'll do the review first. We'll do the review first. Then segments. See, I knew we decided on it, and then in my brain it's like we decided on it the other way, but we did not. <laughs> and then we'll finish with the team six-pack like we did in the MCU episode of the top six Christopher Nolan directed films, which this might get a little heated in the middle. I doubt it. No, we definitely have the same number one because we talked about it a billion times, but I think in the middle we're going to disagree. I think we're going to disagree on this movie too. I don't know. See, I'm not, see, I'm not super, I'm a passionate about a few Christopher Nolan movies, so... Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy all of them, but I'm only passionate about a few of them. Yeah, I'm okay. I think our top three is gonna be easy. I think the first the four through six are gonna be difficult, probably yeah, to pick, or we'll just have to do more discussion on it. Yeah, exactly. All right, but to start it off, we are going to have a spoiler-free review of Tenant. Yeah, uh, you go ahead because I need someone smart to kind of. I watched the movie and I still feel dumb. Well, I mean, I don't feel smart at all watching that movie. I've literally watched that movie and it makes you feel stupid. That's kind of what happens. It's as if you took, uh, you reverse engineer a Christopher Nolan movie and you're like, what made this movie really good? Like a normal one. And it's usually at the end, there's a twist. And then the twist makes you go rewatch the movie to like see what that twist actually like, like all the foreshadowing up to the twist that you missed that makes it like a whoa. Because you can think back, but like when you watch it again, it's that's why I think my score can only. I gave my the score I'm going to give it like the bottom, bottom score I'll give it because I think it has nowhere to go but up as I rewatch. Yeah. For the exact reasons you said, because it's it is the most Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan film of all time. Oh, yeah. It's. It's they what they do is at the very beginning they just tell you the twist. They tell you what's happening at the very beginning. Yeah. And then they're like, You're not gonna understand. You're not gonna understand it. You're gonna watch the whole movie knowing what's happening, but you're not gonna understand it. And then you watch the whole movie knowing what's happening, but you just don't like fully grasp it. And I mean I think the acting was incredible. I mean, the bad guy wasn't the best. Yeah, dude, that bad guy kind of stunk. Like, and then the woman in the movie, which we'll I'll save that for spoilers. Yeah, but okay, we'll start here. Well, give me your score. Okay, so because I thought about this a lot, I'm gonna go with a 141 proof, and for reasons okay. like, okay, I'll go. I'll get into my reasonings. The best way I can describe this movie is it is Christopher Nolan directorially masturbating in our faces. Yeah. Because it is just, I mean, he's he had a ball with it, I'm sure. And I, it's like his his masterpiece or whatever. Uh, 
but like it was so confusing to me and I may have had one or two too many beers before we went and saw this movie <laughs> to be honest with you but like there was a part in the middle I dozed off because I just couldn't follow and then more points off for I don't know if this is I talked to somebody else who saw it in IMAX as well and they said the score was way too loud because yeah. you cannot hear what they're saying. IMAX, the was, IMAX was not the way to go with this. Which I thought it would be yeah. perfect for oh, IMAX, yeah. but the this sound, the audio level of the score was way higher than the dialogue. So well, I, I just couldn't understand it. I couldn't hear it. There's a, there's a part in the movie where they're talking through like a megaphone or like a speaker, and and in IMAX you just couldn't understand what was being said. And yeah, it's like a relatively important part, and it was al- it was already a confusing scene because uh, if you don't know anything about this movie, it's all about time, and like yeah. things are in reverse, kind of. Yeah, you and, see that in the trailer. Like he talks about how like some things some things haven't happened yet. So in the trailer, he was walking through a bathroom, like looking at bullet holes, and his buddy's like, "What happened here?" And he goes, "It hasn't happened yet." Mm. So from that, you can kind of depict that like. This movie's going to be yeah. about time. And he like catches bullets in the trailer with the gun and or the most recent trailer before it actually dropped, but like it just there was a lot of other stuff like the we said the bad guy was just not good. I don't know why they picked him when you have you have John David Washington and Robert Battinson. We're calling Battinson. <laughs> I'm not. Uh yes, we are. It's I'm perfect. Not, I'm not being a part of that. <laughs> um they were like they were I think Robert Pattinson was amazing in this movie. John David Washington, there was some scenes, like the last scene, I thought he was way overacting. Like it didn't make sense. He looked paralyzed in the last scene, which I can't say anything more on it. Yeah, because we'll it, it didn't make sense. We'll have to come back. But the the woman the her I don't know if it's a it's a not a lead role, but the woman in the movie, like the main woman was just awful. She, I did not like her at all. There was some redeeming moments, and then the bad guy was just not convincing, and like his I just, character arc did not develop. I mean, well. I just thought the motive was lackluster, and like because the bad guy wasn't super intriguing, and then like you said, the female was just not. Uh, yeah, it's just they couldn't rival what John David Washington and Robert Pattinson were doing. Both the woman and the bad guy's intentions or motives were just... They didn't make any sense. Because I don't think this is a spoiler, but there's a... Uh, I think we're edging on the territory. But there's one line that I think people... It's not really a spoiler where they're talking about how... Because this is to stop World War Three. They say that yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, there He says something about like... John David watches this. It's something about like this will destroy the world. Everyone will die or whatever. And she goes that includes my son like yeah no shit like are you kidding me right now we literally like had to take a second we looked at each other like what no fucking duh (laughs) yep he's a person on planet earth so yep that's how that works actually as a matter of fact oh i did not like her all right my score i'm gonna have to say i was thinking 140 like i was thinking that was basically Wow, I didn't think like, we'd be that close to each other. I thought it was really good. I just it was very action packed. But again, I think the score can only go up because I want to see it again 
knowing kind of what I know. Not not that it'll really help, but maybe like hearing the twist again explained to me yeah. might help me understand it more. I think that's probably what it would be. But and maybe I'll understand like the way John David Washington acts sometimes because he seems just a little over the top or like he's just missing the. I don't agree with the emotion he's portraying. Like at the end, he looks like like super scared and like crying when he's kind of learning this everything. I don't know how to say it, but like it didn't make any sense. It just didn't sit right with me. I keep thinking about that. There's a couple other parts. Yeah, I guess there's a few parts where he's a little awkward, but also at the same time, it's like I can't tell if that fits in the scene or not. Also, we couldn't hear the dialogue for a lot of this movie, so yeah. like, they, they, we honestly probably missed some important lines of dialogue throughout I know this whole thing. That one scene that we were talking about is like a very important mm-hmm. scene that explains a lot, and I feel like I missed half the dialogue in that. Yeah, because it makes sense way later in the movie too. Yeah, like it. Yeah. All right. It's, so I think. Well, I had one more thing to say. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, this movie to me, I like. I don't know if I've ever said it on this podcast. Big Quentin Tarantino guy. I own every, pretty much every Quentin Tarantino movie. But this was, to me, like, Hateful Eight was to Quentin Tarantino. Like, it's obviously their movie and what they wanted to make. And, like, they're, they don't really care. It's a movie for them, kind of. And it's it's a B, B-plus level movie for them. So, like, not yeah, great. That's, that's probably fair, yeah. This was better than Dunkirk, however. I was going to say, I was going to ask that because I was like, it's got to be better than Dunkirk. That movie was so disappointing. I did not like Dunkirk. And I've watched it twice and I didn't like it the second time either. I haven't even seen it. I'm not a huge like war movie guy because that's all I used to watch with my dad. And he like forced me to watch war movies. And I was like, I don't, I'm 10. I don't really enjoy watching people just get shot mm-hmm. and murdered. <laughs> I just I need I need to know what's going on dialogue wise. And there's no there's no dialogue in Dunkirk. It's the same with the Revenant, which is why I was so mad that Leo got his Oscar from the Revenant. It's yeah. three hours of listening to him breathe and then a five minute scene of listening to him scream getting attacked by a bear. Everyone's like, He did so <laughs> good in that scene. Like all you gotta do is scream. <laughs> Like, just blood curdling. I think I can handle that. <laughs> That's not, like, his best acting. He's in so good in so many other things. But, that's yeah, that's the last of my spoiler-free. But, uh, we're going to put a timestamp in here. I'll maybe. add it in later after editing. Because okay. last time I added this. <laughs> Last time I added the timestamp in, and then I edited it, and then once I got to the timestamp, it was like way earlier. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck." No, well, hopefully everybody figured that out. And oh, I it. fixed it. No, I changed okay. it in the audio, but it was just like, if you're ready to skip, and then it goes, "Skip to this." I'm like, it's like me screaming into the mic. Okay, but onto the spoiler-filled review. If you want to skip the spoiler-filled review, jump to 37 minutes and 35 seconds. So this movie, literally from the beginning, is just like there to trip you out. It's purpose. a circle. This movie is a circle. And they, they do it on purpose. So I, I feel like I'm not going to go scene by scene. They they start in the theater. He's a part of a special divisions group. Then he fakes his death. What he thought was actually killing himself. 
Yeah, that. So like he takes his tooth like cyanide, cyanide pill, pill, but it's just supposed to knock you out for a while, and it's like to wean out the people, and that's those special forces is what I picked up yep. on. It's basically because they need. There's a specific program, and. They don't really give you much information from there. Yeah, like you're just not afraid. He's not afraid to die, and they're yeah. looking for people who aren't afraid to die, basically. Yeah, and then he goes, the only word I have for you is tenant, and then it does, he does spy shit for like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and then he comes to a place where they start teaching him what's going on. Did they, okay, is it just, do they ever bring up the word tenant ever again? No, it's just like they bring it up two contacts of the organization yeah so every time they, they i guess do they explain what it means did i miss that i don't think so okay because i was just like okay yeah you said the thing like you said the movie but what does it mean i think it's just a code word for shit yeah which it's just to say it's a what's uh same forwards and backwards palindrome. yeah palindrome so yeah so he goes to this lady and this lady basically starts explaining to him the trippiness, but <laughs> the trippening. <laughs> um, what do they call them? Inverted. So basically, she explains that this person in the future creates the ability to reverse the entropy of objects, mm-hmm. and she demonstrates this by picking up a bullet from a table. And she goes, "I didn't pick the bullet up from the table. I had just dropped it." Or something like that. Yeah. But basically... She tells him to try and she says, you have to drop it first. Yeah, that's what it was. And then he just picks it up. Like, it just, like, uses the force, basically, from the table into his hand. He basically, like, he does the reverse action of dropping a bullet. And the bullet follows the action. And it's because he has a wristband on, right? They said something about instinct. I don't know. I really don't understand. It how looked you like he had a wristband it. on when he was doing this, so I I didn't know if it like because he had to put a glove on and something around his glove. But basically, she they says, should have brought that up if that's what the thing was. You needed the glove or the wristband or something because that went completely over my head. If that was the thing, oh, I don't know if it was. I just saw a glove with like a giant metal. Yeah, so that's, I'm saying if that's what it is, they. Did not yeah, make that clear it, at yeah. all. And then she, he walks over to a shooting range and starts catching bullets. Which, she goes, getting shot by a normal bullet is bad. Getting shot by an inverted bullet is like... Because it, it's like the wound heals backwards through time. So, like, you don't... You'll feel it right away, but, like, then it goes back to, like, where it entered your body. So, like, that's the biggest pain. The biggest, it just gets more and more painful as it's, like, it's, like, reverse healing. See, I I thought that, like, I didn't think of it that way because I thought of it like the bullet was coming through your body, but not in, like, a spiral motion like a bullet projectile would be. Yeah, no. Remember It'd when? It'd be more like tumbling through your body. Remember when the woman lifted up her shirt and it was like all purple and black, and there's like no wound. Oh, well, that's because they like they patched her up and did shit to her. No, the I guess the way I saw it was like it's going to when it goes it passes through it's going to start 
from when you like fully healed from it and then regress back through that. So like eventually your skin's just gonna like burst open like a bullet's hitting you. See, this is why it's confusing because yeah. like she she it was very vague the way she said it. She's like, I just wouldn't want to get hit by an inverted bullet yeah. and it's like anyone listening who's seen the movie and has another explanation for it, please let us know. Oh, if you've seen this movie and you want to talk about it, we're ready. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. <laughs> Literally anything about this movie, let me know. But basically, he just starts on. He starts going on missions. He meets Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start. Which who is just so charming? I mean, oh, he's incredibly charming. in everything. Um, he's British. One thing that you do realize. Towards the end of the movie. So, this isn't the first time that Robert Pattinson actually meets... What's his name? John David Washington? Yeah. Um, He meets him, like, a long time ago. And, it like... Because Robert Pattinson's been a part of the Tenet program forever. And since everything's, like, cyclical, you can basically live forever. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm seeing and understanding. Yeah. Because you're not going back... You're not, like traveling back in time you're physically time is moving backwards when you like when we get later in the movie and we start talking about like people going and well i'll just i mean spoiler robert pattinson's moving his entropy has been reversed he's moving backwards through time well no not not the whole time but like bits and pieces of it he is yeah but so if that's just the end when his entropy is going backwards Okay, we'll get to it, but that's but he also that's but he I, also cancels that. I'm you see this movie so confusing. God damn it! He, it, <laughs> yes, I get it, it Christopher is. Nolan. You're smart and you're good at making movies like just directorially masturbating on my face, just right in my eyes. So basically, what happens is Robert Pattinson meets him for what you believe is the first time, and he starts talking about like his background and stuff like that. And then John David Washington goes, "Oh, you do your research," but in reality, he didn't have to do any research because John David Washington and him have known each other forever. John and, David Washington recruited him into Tenant or yeah. whatever. So, which means John David <laughs> went back before he was recruited to recruit somebody else that would help him. In the timeline. And he's the protagonist. Oh my god. (laughs) This is the cheesiest thing that happens in the whole movie. John David Washington just constantly tells this one lady that he's the protagonist. And then she's like, you are a protagonist. And at the end, he figures out that he basically did set up this whole thing from the future. Like to stop World War III, not to like cause it. But it was his whole plan from the future to stop it back in our time or whatever. And then at the end, he's like, no, you're wrong. I am the protagonist. And Luke and I and my roommate have probably been making protagonist jokes for <laughs> endlessly for the past five days. Anthony messaged me something. Uh, he like, Oh, yeah. He's like, today's so protagonist. <laughs> Not, no, it wasn't that. He, he messages me and he goes, I just won my first game in this new game. He goes, spell break, play it. Yeah, he goes, I'm a prophecy. I go, that's protagonist shit, dog. (laughs) It's just like, it's straight up like I'm the apex predator from Crawl. From Crawl. It's I'm an apex protagonist. That's the joke we made right afterwards. (laughs) We did. Yeah. 
Yeah. You would only that joke would only be funny if you've seen Crawl and Tenet and <laughs> hopefully I mean they're not bad movies, both of them are decent, so Crawl is a good bad movie. Tenet is a bad good movie. It's not a good bad Oh, we don't need to get into crawl. <laughs> Let's stay with Tenet. Okay, with Tenet. We're, yeah, basically he meets he meets Robert Pattinson to help him get further down the line in the Tenet program so he can figure out where all this like inverted shit's coming from. Mm-hmm. And then there's a fight scene. There's a couple fight scenes. So right after the, he finds out about the reverse entropy stuff, he... Not right after, but like not too long after, he fights this guy in a mask, and like the fight, the fight scenes are sick. Oh, they're, they're queen, I mean, they're, they're so cool. In like forward time, and then the reverse entropy, and but like somebody's moving in reverse, and the other one's moving forward, but they're still like blocking, and it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, because what you what sometimes will happen is like, um person that you're watching go forward would not the mask guy john he has his like face slammed into a wall but in reverse so it's like his head comes from where it would have rebounded to back into the wall and into the person who's fighting him's like hand so you can see that there are specific movements that are reversed. Like you can tell that those movements are reversed, but then it still is like a fight that's going forward, and but it's, yeah. backward. Like it's back and forth between it going forward and the reverse entry peep, but the whole thing itself is moving. Like it's still a fight scene. They're still hitting each other. Like it's moving like a normal fight would happen, like beginning to end. There's but there's yeah. But basically, what happens is so one wild. person's so. In reverse entropy, one person's starting point is the other person's ending point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, where the fight starts for one of them, that's where it ends for the other person. Which, I, okay, he's fighting a guy in a mask that is basically his same build. And you know, I, do, I knew right off the bat, I was like, he's fighting himself. He's fighting himself from Once, later in the well, movie. My thing is, Robert Pattinson pulls off yeah. the mask at the end of the fight. And, but you don't see, and the, you don't know yeah. who it is, and then that's right when I knew. I was and he like, just okay. lets him go, and it's yeah. like that's even. I was like, that's either Pattinson or, uh, I, now I forgot his name, John David Washington. Yeah, I just thought it was them. I thought it was so. Basically, what happens is there's this fight scene that we're talking about. John David Washington and Robert Pattinson walk on different sides of the bathroom that you see. Is that in a bathroom? The, is it? I think it's a bathroom. No, it's just like it's just like tile. It looks like one, yeah. Because there would be there would not be a window in between two bathrooms. I thought they were like mirrored windows, but like no, the, looking th- yeah, no. no, but like the effect was yeah. No, those are the, gave you the ability to see both. No, of them. those are the turnstile rooms. Okay, because which is so weird. Yeah, they're the machine that reverses things. They're the, they're the machine that reverse that inverts people, I believe. Yeah. So you walk through this turnstile, and there's a. You go on the other side of this glass, and one side's moving backwards, and the other side's moving forwards, and that's like a big scene, like we were talking about earlier in the pre-spoiler, where they're—that's uh, a very important scene because one half's moving backwards, and the other half's moving forwards. You hear one side of the conversation or argument or whatever. It, I don't know, a third of the way through the movie, and then two thirds of the way through the movie, you hear the other side of it, 
because yeah. it's straight up a circle. Like halfway through the movie, it goes back. John David Washington figures basically everything that's going on, flips around, and he starts not the whole time, but he kind of backtracks throughout the rest of the movie. So doesn't he do it accidentally? He figures out like yeah. Basically, what happens is he gets to a part where they find what he believes to be uranium, and then there's a car chase, and then he loses it, mm-hmm. and then he takes, and then immediately after that, he's taken hostage. And the scene that we were talking about in the pre-spoil, uh, like with the pre-spoilers, where the speaker and you couldn't understand it. Basically, John was on one side, and the bad guy was on the other side. The bad guy was in reverse. And then the speaker was what I believe was outputting it so he could understand it. Yep. But I couldn't understand a single thing that came out of the speaker because of the iMac. John's on both sides because John's got, or the bad guy's got somebody hostage with a bag on his Mm -hmm. head. That's John. Mm -mm. And then he's sitting in the chair on the other side. It's a chick. Or was it the woman? The chick's on the other side. So this is where we're going to get into... This chick was absolutely useless the whole time. Oh and, God. like, John's whole goal was to save her. And it was so pointless. He just met her. There was no reason that he was so, like, attached to her and her son. We never met her son. She keeps bringing her son up when it's really the world that's at stake. No one gives a shit about your son. Like, I, he's included, I guess, in the world. So Yeah, when, so he's, like, a fraction of, of a percent. Yeah, like, like what are you talking I care about? about? Yeah. And uh, so the bad guy is, like, her husband, and he, he, like, holds over, holds their son over her head somehow. Well, I can't okay, remember Well, okay, what how. happened was she was an art broker. She sold him a fake. He, yep. he found out it was a fake, and then he basically said, if I told anybody that this was a fake, your entire career would be ruined. You'd never be able to do anything again. All of your previous clients would check blah, 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 blah. And basically, and then after that, he, so he keeps that painting. And, um, and then he says something about, well, he has the, he has enough money to fucking send his son anywhere he wants. And the mom would never find. Yeah. And so like, it's basically like you do whatever I say and like all this other stuff or you'll never see your son again and your career is going to be ruined on like both sides so she's basically he's basically got her trapped but also at the same time it's kind of like a bs like backstory like well, i mean this dude's motive the whole time is that he just wants to kill himself yeah that it's like he he's a kill switch and when he dies there's pieces of i don't even know what the hell it is it's like something that's built up out of nine pieces and uh, the uranium that John thought he lost was one of these pieces, um, and it was it was basically something that reverses entropy for everybody. And what w- the way it was explained is the reason that this would destroy everything is because it would start slowly, but by the time that all of entropy would be reversed, there would have been a middle ground. Where entropy is going forward and backward equally, and it would like tear space time apart. That was kind of my understanding of yep. it. Yep, I that went over my head, but now that you explained it like that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, that, that fits. Yeah. So when he dies, that thing 
gets buried and then like gets activated too. So there's no way that it was like his death was a kill switch. Yeah. Because uh, he's wearing a mon- his uh, heart stops. Heart rate yeah, that half like it sets that off. Which I'm just realizing now. There's a Fitbit. He's wearing a Fitbit. <laughs> no, but that's hilarious. Uh, no, this was like, this was a super rich movie. Like, th- this is rich people doing this, which now that I'm realizing I actually kind of like because it'd be rich people doing this bullshit. Like, rich white folk doing this. But, like, they're racing catamarans at one point. Oh, yeah. Which are just racing. So you looked at me like, is that a real thing? And I was like, yeah, Luke, that's for rich but people. These, were, these weren't these weren't like normal catamarans. No. Normal catamarans don't come up out of the water yeah, onto do. those stilts. On those blades. On the blade, yeah. They, they, it's a very, very rich person sport. I don't... There's got to be like modified catamarans. It looks... Right? No, that's just what... Because this wind's well, picking I've them up. Well, I've ridden on a catamaran before that was nothing like that. Well, yeah, those, but those are like... These are like... What they have like four or five people. Those are like racing ones. Like okay, this was gets, insane. Yeah, though. but that is a very rich, rich person thing to do. And then like <laughs> her job is like an art salesman. She sold a fake one, and like that could ruin her career. That's super rich shit to do. Like it, he, dude, Christopher Nolan was so up in our face about him being better than us <laughs> in this movie, and I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like Drew said, this whole thing's a circle. Like, I don't even... It's so hard to even, like, talk about it because you just want to be able to go back and, like, because you go to the end of the circle to try to explain Mm. what I'm talking about right now. If anyone's listening to this who hasn't seen Tenet, I'm so sorry. This is honestly the best we can explain it. I mean, you should not be listening to this if you haven't seen the movie. But I've done that for, like, other podcasts and stuff just to see, you know, how it is before I see it. But, like, this is the best we can explain this movie. And I, I'm sorry if this still doesn't make sense because it still doesn't make sense to me. Basically, what's happening is this guy is trying to save this girl's daughter, and then he gets to a point where he realizes he has to go backwards to figure out more information. And, like, no, what happens is he goes backwards just to save her. He's like, yeah. well, what if we go backwards? And then Quicksilver, who looks nothing like Quicksilver, but... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? From the MCU, Aaron Johnson or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I got it right here. Um, he is jacked. Aaron Taylor the, Johnson. He's huge in yeah. this movie. He looks super military. He's high and tight. Like He looks like he's going to beat the fuck out of some people. Anyways, basically what happens is the girl gets shot with an inverted bullet. John David Washington's like, yo, I got to save her. And if we, he's like, so if we go further back that way, she'll be fine, right? They're like, yeah, we've never really tried that before, but okay. So he goes back in time, and then he realizes that he's the one that accidentally gives up the uranium because the car chase, some, there's like another car that is coming at them in reverse. And you're like, what the fuck is that? But then you realize that it was from the end of the car chase, but then it's... It's so, God, this is so fucking confusing. Because so now, right I'm now thinking about... at this point, mm-hmm. um, John David Washington is going backwards in time. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like from the beginning of the it, movie. Half the movie, he's going forward. And now he has started going backwards. Yeah, but, like, it's still all, obviously, he's talking, like, full sentences from start to finish. It's just, he go like, you literally go back to basically every place you just went in the first half of the movie, except for the orchestra at the opening scene. Mm-hmm. 
And that's because during the orchestra is when what's his face actually the big rich guy dies. Yep. So mm-hmm. during the orchestra at the very beginning of the movie is when the b- main bad guy actually pulls the kill switch and kills himself. Um, and then the thing gets buried and time starts warping a little bit, but not like uncontrollably. Basically, it's like a week. I think mm-hmm. is basically yeah, how long they like have. That. But they they coordinate this massive pincer attack, which is um, it was a time pincer attack. So basically, one team comes from the future and one team comes from the past, and then you're on the same mission. Yeah, God, it got so confusing. This is where it got. So this lost. is where it gets super confusing because they're having a like a military briefing. He goes, "Luckily, we've had people that did this a week ago." Yeah, there's red team and blue team, and like, dude, oh blue my team God. did it a week earlier, but red team will still see them while they're there. Yeah, no, they both. Uh, red. I think it starts with red. Red because they always. They used it throughout the movie. Red is going forward and blue is going back. Yeah, they made yeah. that. They tried to make that very. Apparent. Yeah, they they basically color coordinated for us to make sometimes, to help us realize. Sometimes, yeah, like in the turnstile room where they're having that conversation, the forward half is sometimes is lit up red. Purple and the, vision. Yeah, and then the other half is uh, lit up blue. But yeah, the red team lands, go walks out of. The, it's basically like a freighter crate that they drop on the ground with a helicopter doors open this team of soldiers pops out and then you see a freighter crate like next to him with a bunch of blue soldiers basically walking backwards and like into it in, yeah into it and then it flip-flops at the end where you see the red team backing into it and then the blue team running running out. running into it and yeah then, yeah yep time is a concept that christopher nolan is completely fucked for me because what happens <laughs> at the end is Robert Pattinson dies. He gets his fucking brains blown out. But uh, it's like but, it, saying, at yeah. a, but it's at a different point in the timeline. And then at the very beginning he's the guy in the mask that saves John David Washington. Yeah. And then you figure out he's got a backpack on that's got this little orange thingy on it that somehow John David Washington didn't notice that he, this dude's been carrying around a backpack with that little orange thing on it for the whole movie almost. Yeah. And now he just notices it. He's like, oh, it was you the whole time? Like, yeah, it was him the whole He's been <laughs> He had that backpack on like half the movie. <laughs> you just never walked behind him at any point. And then he's like, so uh, what's his nuts? Pattinson's like, it's the end of the road for me or something. Because like, that's when he's going down to like... Pattinson also reverses his I don't understand what happens at the end because basically blue team has five minutes Pattinson's on blue team blue team or both teams have like 10 minutes or some shit like that and they have time timers well Pattinson's timer runs out and he's not doing what he was supposed to be doing but then but I think he had when he's explaining to John David Washington at the end that they meet way in the future and then he sends him back, basically. But is he going down to the... I think he had a different alternative, like, motive that he didn't share with anybody. But, the, like, future John David Washington told, told him, him to, to do. do. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Dude, I have I honestly have nothing else on this movie because no, I'm me so, like ugh. It was a good movie. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was intriguing, and I just I think I need to see it again. It's frustrating because I know it's a good movie. Like, at least I mean I gave it a one forty one. It's better than that most likely, but I can't. It, I I might even take some points off after that discussion. That just made me mad, <laughs> like Christopher Nolan. You bastard, I get it. You're smarter than me. Yeah, I really uh, don't have much to say. I I think I think it'll go up though. I want to see it again, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll, uh, if you're listening thinking about seeing it, please don't go see it in IMAX and see it regularly and let us know if the score is just way too loud. Cuz I I'm wondering if they just really did not do sound mixing well for some reason. Like it just didn't come out well. Because his his scores are always loud. I mean, think about like the Dark Knight, like that had really I mean, it, loud moments. Yeah, it's always been very loud. Yeah. yeah, and same with Interstellar, but like it's never been over the dialogue like that. And that was just, I mean, we were sitting really close to like a big speaker too. Not really close, but it wasn't like, a very big IMAX theater. Like it was big. Don't get me wrong, but like, but it's brand new. It should like the. Anthony was like, but we if we sat in the middle, it'd all sound fine, I'm sure. I'm like, that I don't think they designed these things to where it, like one seat's the best. I feel like they Well, they designed them so that the most seats have the most options. Yeah, like the best you can. We were sitting pretty near the middle, like all We yeah, but we were also very far towards the back, which doesn't help. Yeah. But anyways, that's it for our spoiler filled review of Tenet. And welcome back, everyone who didn't listen to the spoiler review. Oh, what a segue, Drew. Let's do uh, rounds. Rounds? You got any rounds? You don't have any rounds. No, I actually didn't think of any. Wait. Oh, I did have a bounce, but I forgot what it was. You look it up. I got two rounds. Well, one and a half. Round number one, the month of September. The best month in every calendar year. Fall starts. Normal years, football starts with college football and everything. It is starting. It's happening. But, like, it's usually the first weekend. And then uh, this year, it's even better. We got playoff hockey. The last, It's all. It's always the last month of baseball, but it's the last month of baseball this year, too. Uh, we got playoff basketball for the first time in September. It's fucking lit. Love September. Second round. Well, okay, Luke, you help me out here. No, it's going to be a round. I don't need help. I'm buying a round for Odell Beckham Jr. because this man needs a drink right now. <laughs> Please tell me you heard the Odell Beckham Jr. news. I did not. Uh, so there's this podcast called No Jumper. And so it was like two weeks ago when this girl went on this show and said that she sucked the dicks of seven Phoenix Suns just back to back. Oh, yeah. I remember telling you about that. It was her birthday, which Pretty still sure. blows my mind. It was her birthday. Pretty sure that was the last round you bought. <laughs> I don't think I ever actually did it on the show. No, pretty, pretty positive you <laughs> okay. did. But So this podcast, uh, again, there's this other girl on, and she was saying that Odell Beckham Jr. likes women to take a shit on him. And, you know, hey, I'm I'm not going to judge. I have no judgment. You like what you like, man. No no worries on me. Like, just don't talk to me about it because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flame you for it. I'll but, judge you for it if you tell me about but, it. <laughs> but the internet is 
destroying this man today. And the guy likes to get pooped on. I mean, sue him. No, I understand why people are making fun <laughs> oh, of him. I understand. But that man needs a drink because he... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't doubt that he needs a drink. But I completely understand why people are... He plays for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you can't live that one down, man. Oh, my God. That is just... I've been laughing about that all day. I had to get that one out. Any rounds? No? No. I couldn't think of it. I Dude, I had something, and then I completely blanked because I'm pretty positive I thought of it when I was drunk. So That's usually when I think of these, but whatever. I need another beer. So, what's your bounce? Do you have a bounce? You didn't come up with one, did no, you? No, I, I couldn't. Like, I can't remember what these were. I, I'm pretty sure I had them when we partied at your place on Sunday, but now I can't remember them. Uh, so my bounce is everyone. Hold on, let me find their names because I keep forgetting their names. Uh, everyone involved with those two, uh. NFL players that robbed um oh man okay so basically these two NFL players went to this party where everyone was like gambling they started with Madden the report said so they're playing a thousand dollar game of Madden and then it moved into like dice and other gambling stuff and the first night these guys lost a bunch of money and then the second night, they had, like, a, from what I read, I read this huge Daily Mail article, and Daily Mail did not, like, chronologically portray this very well. But, so then the second night, they had another party, I think, and they're playing dice again. And there was a rumor going around that on the first night, this guy used some weighted dice oh, in the shit. dice game. And so these NFL players basically, like, got this party together to come rob everybody that was at the party the night before held these people up at gunpoint and like uh there's witnesses and like they're telling uh these guys are like almost about to kill people like they're telling the the guys in masks like to shoot these guys but they're without masks like telling everybody what to do they're taking like eighteen thousand dollar watches from people people are losing like 40 grand in these games like they're taking all of this money which is a move it's literally a movie I just watched with Ray Liotta not too long ago. Killing them softly. It is literally the movie Killing Them Softly, if anyone's seen that. Uh but like everyone involved just has like no idea what's going on. Like four or five victims I think that are like nameless. It's four. Three of them have like extensive like criminal records and they're like wondering if these people didn't set the NFL players up to make them look like they did this. But then there's a lot of like pretty specific, like, cause some stories have like of these victims have changed, but like, they're all still pretty close. Like, did they do it? Didn't they do it? Both of these players have already been released from the NFL. Like everyone involved with this situation is like recklessly idiotic. And they're, <laughs> I mean, why are you throwing around 40 grand on, dice games and shit like none of this wouldn't happen if you didn't just do but like everyone in that situation go like read it if you're listening to this and you have no idea what i'm talking about because it's 
absolutely batshit crazy. That's awesome. Like, it's not like awesome, but it's super interesting. It's a, it's legitimately a movie. Like, go watch Killing Them Softly, and it kind of sounds like the same exact scenario. Uh, DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar are their names. It's bouncing everybody involved, though. Yeah, them and then the nameless victims. In quotes, because they might have set him up. Yeah. If whoever, everyone involved is at fault here, this, like, if you just weren't having thousands and thousands of dollars in cash and this kind of stuff, this shit wouldn't happen. Still an incredible story. Yeah, dude, it should be a movie. They should make a movie. All right. (laughs) Now we're moving on to the six pack, which I thought was originally going to start us off, but I fucked it up. So now we moved into it. And we're going to start with six. Yeah. Now, do you want me to start with it? I mean, you can you can say whatever you think, and I'll because I know what I think. Do you do you want me to read off all these Christopher Nolan movies first? Yeah, because we're going directorial. Yeah, might as well, yeah. Okay, so Tenet, Dunkirk, Interstellar, Dark Knight Rises, Inception, The Dark Knight, The Prestige, Batman Begins, Insomnia, Memento, and Following. Number six, I'll go Batman Begins. I think that's a slept-on Batman movie. I don't disagree. I like I. It, it's a amazing start to Batman before like because we hadn't had a Batman movie in probably almost ten years. Yeah, we we since looked, I think we looked, we looked this up during yeah. DC or yeah, it yeah. was like a decade. Yeah, so you need to restart Batman. We it's not like now where we've had like four restarts of Batman. We don't need to see the pearls falling in the alley and like his parents getting shot anymore. But like this is an amazing beginning to Batman and then you automatically get Ra's al Ghul into it. Ooh. See, I was going to go the Dark Knight Rises here and not have Batman Begins in it at all cuz I don't think it's a top 6 Nolan movie. I was actually See, no. I, I was actually gonna put, like it. Okay, this is gonna be controversial. I love Dark Knight Rises, but I think that it's the not the worst, but it's the lower of the trilogy. Yeah, though. the lowest of the trilogy. Yeah, I don't. I'd still say Batman Begins is that because they. I think they do Scarecrow pretty dirty in that movie. But Scarecrow, he's right. a terrifying villain in the comics. Like he is. They could have made him a bit creepier, but I don't think that would have fit the Nolan vibe. Agreed. No dis- So you're yeah. going to have Rises here. Actually, I, I misspoke. I was going to have Memento here because you haven't seen it. Okay, so. But you you have expressed so interest. I know, so I know enough about this movie that makes me want to see it. And since we're building a six-pack I still think that I can put this in my six pack without having to see it no. because it's something a, you want to try. It's something I want to just try out. I think we go because Memento, to me, is a better movie so, than okay, Tenet. Okay, are you gonna have are you gonna have two Dark Knight movies in the top six? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We have you. Wait. Am I? No. No, yeah. See, I wasn't even going to put The Dark Knight Rises in here, I don't think. All right, so then I say so, we put Memento, Memento at 6. Which, it's... I'm going to say, I I don't know if it's a better movie than Tenet, but from what I understood after first watch of both, the backwards movie is better than the circle movie. That's fair. 
It's because that's what Memento is. It's a movie just backwards. Mm-hmm. It's actually really fucking cool. Um. Okay, so five. So you have Dark Knight. Wait. No. No, because Dark Knight is incredible. Yeah. I guess. What do you What do you think? Five. Because now I'm kind of thinking I actually do want Rises in here. Now I feel like I need to get this list up because I need to like actually. You copy and paste that list to me. Oh, I'm just on IMDb. Damn it. Uh. Um, so okay, let's talk about this because I I don't think Tenant is a top six. I don't think it is. Okay, either. cool. I don't think Dunkirk we... is 100 percent out. Yep. So I think we got to put Rises or Begins here. Let me pull up his directorial. And I watched Following once. It is an interesting movie. A little boring. It's it's very short though. It's only an hour and nine minutes. It's just a. Uh, it's like. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to put. See, I'll concede. Rises. Has five. Okay. But do you want begins over it? No. Okay, cool. Then we, yeah, then we, okay. Rises at five. I like that. Tom Hardy as Bane was. Let I us just, I, I'm, I'm the only reason mm-hmm. I was, I didn't like it is because they, I feel like it was a little bit fan servicey to an extent. With mostly with like the Robin and the Nightwing shit, and oh, like, dude, and then they was... just it just never they never went with it, and I was mm-hmm. like, damn man, that was such that the ending such to that good... movie kind of sucked. It was, yeah, but it was basically Christopher Nolan telling everybody like, "Fuck you, I'm done with this." Like, I gave you three killer Batman movies, which, yeah, I mean, but anyone out there who didn't laugh the first time they heard Tom Hardy's Bane voice is lying. It grows on you. It's a sick voice, but the first time you hear it, not maybe not a laugh, maybe like a look around, like is that what he's going what the with? fuck? Yeah, is, that- <laughs> like, we, is everybody hearing this? Like I'm hearing this. That's what we're gonna go with. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, okay, this is where it's gonna get Inception. Mm-mm. Inception has got to be higher up on this list. I was gonna go Interstellar. See, I knew this is yeah. where we were gonna argue. Dude. See, I just don't. I don't know. I think they're both really. I think we both agree, though, that Dark Knight. Do we want to just skip to two and one, and then we'll come back to three and four? Yeah, because yeah, because two is Dark Knight and yeah. one is the Prestige. Yes, exactly. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. There's no question because the Dark Knight is one of the best movies I have ever seen. Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, top five comic book movie. The top comic book movie without like any context, because like Endgame and Infinity War are top five comic book movies because of the twenty one movies that yeah. come before them. Yep. But The Dark Knight, you could just show to anybody and they'll understand what's going on. As long as you have like a everyone has a decent. I, I feel like everyone, not in the world, but like a good portion of people in the world. If you say Batman, they know at least. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the best no context comic book movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, but that's two, and then the Prestige is actually might be my favorite movie of all time. Leaps and bounds, the best Christopher Nolan movie, and no one gives it credit for it. It's like because nobody's seen it. Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Michael Caine, Scarlett Johansson. There's a storyline as a part with Nikola Tesla in there. They're literal fucking magicians that are trying to create the best trick that they can possibly do. 
and then it has the most insane twi- twist ending I've ever seen. And it's super dark. It's so dark, and it's so like I can't believe he literally just fucking went there. And Rebecca Hall. I forgot Rebecca Hall is the other wife. Rachel McAdams, right? No, it's Rebecca Hall. It's a girl from the town. Hugh Jackman's wife? No, uh, uh, Leo's wife. Hugh Ray- Jackman's th- wife is Scarlett, isn't it? But it's at oh. the very beginning. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, is that Rachel McAdams? Or is it the other... Uh, no. David Bowie's in the movie. David Bowie plays Nikola Tesla. Oh, yeah. And just, ah, dude, Nikola Tesla's like, whoa, man. And then Andy Serkis is in it, the greatest voice actor of all time, but he's actually, like, in the movie. He's Nikola Tesla's, like, right-hand man. If you don't know who that is, that's Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Okay, but Prestige, if you have not seen this movie, you need to watch this movie. It is, you'll have to watch it twice or three times. Oh, yeah, no, I had to watch the movie three or four times to get everything. And yeah. I probably still haven't gotten everything from oh, that yeah. movie. It's, it's so deep. Oh it's magic, science, super good acting, twists left and right. I mean, there, and then there's it, like four or five twists in this movie. And then it's like a Pulp Fiction timeline where it just jumps around in the timeline. It's never... It's a little out of order. I wouldn't say quite like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's not it's as insane out of as order, Pulp yeah. Fiction, but it's not... Pulp Fiction is like nowhere near chronological order. It's like every other scene <laughs> yeah. is literally... No, but this nothing, one's like yeah. at least some of the scenes follow yeah. chronologically. But yeah, that's easily the best Christopher Nolan yeah. movie, hands down. So we're deciding between three and four. So we know it's Interstellar Internet. Inception. Yeah. I just, right, I personally, I personally found Interstellar more intriguing, and... I'll concede that, I'll concede that the the thought process behind it, or like the, the concept behind it is more interesting in Interstellar than Inception. I will give you that. Yeah, I just, I always found Inception to be a little bit cheesy, especially when they started doing the dreams within dreams, it's like... I get, I get it, but I always found that concept like pretentious. Yeah, yeah. I okay. I'll I give, guess I'll, I'll kind of give you that one too. But, but also, you could argue that the fourth dimension is a pretentious. Yeah, yeah, like true. that's a pretentious way to look at the space yeah, aspect. I've of watched it all. Interstellar twice, but I don't know, I've seen the Inception probably five or six times. So this is that's I've the, seen them both pretty equal. Okay, there, yeah, that's the difference to me. Interstellar. It's kind of like Tenet. I can't exactly wrap my brain around it, especially since I haven't seen it in a while. But, like, there's definitely some super confusing parts. Oh, yeah. That just make no sense. About I them. won't even argue like to the understand planet, them either. The planet that they land on, the time is just different. It pissed me off so much because that's not how that works at all. Oh, well, it was the gravitational pull that changed it. The way that the planet was moving... But you also have a concept of time within yourself. So, like, they would not have felt like they stayed that long. Because it was, it was so, like, I know what you're saying, but the basically way they put it was, yeah. like, time on this planet works completely different than time anywhere else. That makes no sense because of the gravitational, no. Well, so they would have, so they would have felt that time was moving differently. I can't remember if it was yeah, no, they were like, one way or the other. It was, other. like. 
it, it didn't feel like it no, was. Actually, they wouldn't feel that way though. Like they wouldn't feel like time was moving quicker. It would just be moving faster. Yeah, see, that just doesn't make any. You have a sense of time, like an internal, an internal clock is a real thing. So that just that made me well, mad. What and then they the said bookshelf, was like the bookshelf thing is really cool, but also like I I I just don't understand it as much as dreams within dreams. I guess that's probably where I'm at. I guess that's fair. Like I get it, but it's just a concept a little. See, I think they're so outside. close. I guess I my thing is they're so close. I just liked Interstellar more. I just thought that was a more intriguing concept. I thought it was. I mean, Inception was incredibly visual, like, but they both were to an extent. Like, I also like the idea of traveling beyond our solar system to find like shit that's sustainable. And then I like, mm-hmm. I like, I, yeah, agree with that. I like that he like comes back at the same age, but his daughter is a grandma because he was able. I can't remember if that the ending or not i think it's something like that i, I couldn't don't know. tell you the ending of the movie i haven't seen I'll that in yeah, so long but all I, I all i know is like the ending of inception was there's so much controversy over it it was like was it a dream was it not a dream and then like people were like i wouldn't say up in arms about it but it was always a super big discussion about that and i thought that was cool but at the same time i'm personally not a huge fan of ambiguous endings Oh, I love ambiguous endings. Like I like them. If it's a if it's a good one, you gotta nail it. Yeah. If it's like no, you need to answer that question or this question. Like not need to, but like See, I thought this was a good one, but I also thought it caused You're talking about the top, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it uh I'm pretty sure Chris Renault himself was like, Yeah, no, it stops. He's in reality. Okay, so I guess I never saw that. Yeah, and if he does that, then that's fine it's like, for me. Because it's like it tilts or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, well, that means it's stopping. No, I know, I know. I was always... No, I was, but, that, but that was Christopher Nolan. So he's like, yeah, no, it's stop. Like, how but, do you not get that? But what I'm saying <laughs> is like... Because he's smarter than There was a layer of like, it only tilts for like a split second. Oh, yeah, no, So I then everybody's it. like, well, did it actually tilt? Or was that just like the frame like cutting or some shit like that? It's like, this isn't even intentional. Like... If the director came out later and no, said no, it wasn't that, even like intent. Like obviously he meant for it to do that, but he was like he didn't getting mean for like I think he was getting sick of the question is where I read it, and oh. he was just like, yeah, no, it stops. He's in reality. Like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes it canon. If the director says it, that makes it canon. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna dumb it down to try to uh, split this based on cast because in my head I was like Inception's got a way better cast. No, Interstellar's got an amazing cast that I do not remember. Okay, so Matt McConaughey, obviously, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, John Lithgow, Timothy Chalamet, a young Timothy Chalamet. This is yeah, Yeah. he's a he's such a good actor. Uh, There's some more that I like recognize. Michael Caine's in it. Yeah, is Michael Caine in it? I'm almost positive. Oh, yeah. He's probably, it's a, Michael it's a Christopher in, Nolan movie. No, Michael Caine's in every Christopher Nolan movie besides Memento. And there's like... Following. I think Following is the other there's one. There's a... I don't think he's in Quay. But Quay's a short film. Yeah. Um, he was in Tenet for literally like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that while we were bringing up the spoiler review. He's amazing in it. I mean, it's fucking... I could listen to that man talk for Michael days Kine. on... I just Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Casey Affleck's in... Oh, dude, Tove. Okay, nope. I'm conceding. Interstellar goes third. Inception goes fourth. 
Topher Grace is in Interstellar. And Matt Damon. But Topher Grace, you you sold me on Eric Foreman. Matt Damon plays a, an incredible part in this one because he's like, I believe he's a scientist that gets trapped on a mm-hmm. planet and then goes like psycho. He's like, I'm, oh, don't worry, I'll come save you. And then he like. Which basically leads into him being in the movie The Martian. The Martian is an incredible movie. a good movie. movie. Did I put that? That was on our alien list, right? Like I had yeah. to have had that. Because yeah, that was like I hadn't one of watched my... it then, but I've watched it since. It's a good movie. Dude. He's a space pirate. <laughs> but so space you're pirate. conceding. You're saying Interstellar. Oh, dude, I just thought of one of my rounds. Interstellar is better. Well, let's get back to that. Let's yeah. finish off the six yeah. pack and then you can add in a uh, extra round. So we got one prestige by, I mean, a billion a points. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would even say that Dark Knight is still above Interstellar and Inception a long way yeah, in my mind, true. too. I mean, so, like, the first two, like, Prestige is the best movie that I've ever seen. I still love that movie. I still... Nah, Jojo Rabbit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you can't... No one has a favorite movie. It's like a favorite song. It's just not... Dude, I don't know, man. It's even harder Prestige, for a movie, I feel like. Because Prest- I could say my favorite song probably off the top of my head. I think if if I if somebody asked me my favorite movie, I would say Prestige. Just because that was like, like I'd seen Inception. I saw Inception. Oh, so you saw Prestige late? Yeah, no, I saw Prestige late. You showed me Prestige Prestige. when I was like nine, and I had no like it was intriguing to me, but I was like, whoa! I didn't see it till high school, and I saw it in high school, and I watched it like three times in one night. Because I was so, uh, I have to know what's going on. And it's so fucking crazy. I've never had a movie that's made me feel like that. Like, that was like. Not like, it doesn't make you feel dumb like Tenet does. Because honestly, Tenet made me feel stupid. I didn't like it. And like, call me petty or whatever. Like, calls you poor, bro. Dude, Christopher Nolan is directorially masturbating in my face. Christopher Nolan goes, guess what? You're stupid and poor, idiots. I'm going to direct your nut right in your eyes, break your fingers, leave, directorial zombie. And then you just walk out going, (laughs) um... Urban Dictionary, kids. Look it up. (laughs) Please don't look that up. But anyways, one, Prestige. Two, Dark Knight. Three... Interstellar, Interstellar. Yep. four, Inception. We need to uh, three Interstellar because of Topher Grace. Asterisk. Three Interstellar. The, the Topher Grace asterisk. We should just put them both at three and a half. We should just tie those two because there's like I, I genuinely don't know like if you can like really rank those two because they're such incredible movies. Yeah, they're both incredible movies. Uh, I mean, I am. I was looking at IMDb for this, and I don't like their scoring system, but they have an eight point six for Interstellar and eight point five for. Uh, no, I think I had that wrong. Like I closed out, but I don't care. Either I way, they're sticks. right next yeah. to each other. So why, let's just say they're tied. No, that's not how this works, Luke. It's we picked pack, Toe though. for Grace decided. All right, Toe <laughs> for Grace decided. Then it's Interstellar 3, Inception 4. Then we have Dark Knight Rises at 5. Memento 6. And Memento at 6. Which I think if and you watched Dark, Memento. And then Batman I've... Begins is a close 7. Yeah. Batman's Begins is like, if they don't have one of these beers, I'm going to go grab that one and put and it then, in my six-pack. And then Tenet. And then every other thing he's ever been a part of. And then Dunkirk. 
<laughs> Dude, I hate that movie. Everyone was like all hyped up on Harry Styles after that too. He he breathed <laughs> for like twenty minutes of the movie and maybe said two words. Hey man, watermelon sugar. Whatever. Tastes like strawberries apparently. <laughs> I've never actually listened to the song, so <laughs> Oh. No, I heard it on I listened to the radio all day at work I switched back and forth between stations. That was the first thing I because I have the display and it says watermelon sugar and I had never heard the song and he said the strawberry line and I was like, What? <laughs> I can tell you for a fact that watermelons taste absolutely nothing like strawberries. Are you a human being? Yeah. <laughs> strawberries are pretty fucking distinct, my guy. Watermelon is just water. He's just saying that sugar it's tastes like sugar. <laughs> Anyways, that's oh, our six-pack of directed Christopher Nolan movies. Argue with us if you disagree. Yeah, let us know. We'll have to get you. I think if you watched Memento, we would put that above Rises. I think you're probably right. But we'll get you to watch it. So I think... It was on Netflix not too long ago. It's probably not on there anymore. It might still be on there. We'll check. Uh, yeah. But I had another round to buy, which I know it's it's three in one episode, but... Makes up for my... Yeah. Actually, you'll enjoy this, too. Uh, so, there it is. Okay. So, there's a Twitter account. It's at B-N-M-E-P-I-S. And they periscope... Twice a day, full episodes of The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. And I've been watching them all week, bro. Oh, Go follow that fuck. Twitter account. It's nothing but The Grim Adventures Say of Billy and Mandy. At B-N-M-E-P-I-S. And the, like, your, where your name goes or whatever. It's, a, it's just The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. That's and awesome. They periscope it twice a day. They're going to get shut down? Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. I mean, they only have... They only have 2,100 followers right now, so we got a while before people catch on. And there's not enough listeners to this podcast <laughs> to make that get make canceled. Make a difference. Yeah. But if you like, I mean, who doesn't like the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Those, that I'm, show is so great. It is way weirder and like more crazy than I remembered after watching like four episodes this Mandy week. Mandy just proves that there's something more annoying than death. <laughs> There was a there was a thread today. This this account posted like uh, Billy said this, and it was like in quotes blank. And there's a bunch of replies about like, and then he put together, or she maybe uh, put together like a clip, like a two minute clip of him actually saying all of those things <laughs> and putting the tweet with it. And some of them get so fucking ridiculous. Uh, what was the one that if you just hear it out loud, you'll know exactly what I am talking about. I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to find it in time. But yeah, if you like that, buying around for those guys because they've been bringing me quite a bit of nostalgic joy. Hell yeah! And while you're following them, why don't you follow us at our twitters at Luke underscore McDermott? And I don't know yours. I learned at, mine at Drew Grill thirty. At least you learned <laughs> at Drew Grill thirty eight. At least you did that. Boom. So follow us there. You know. We might be making a Beer 30 Twitter here soon. We'll probably be streaming a little bit, trying it out. Going to play maybe some Fall Guys. or There's a new game out called Spellbreak. It's sick. It's fully cross-platform, and it's free. 
he, so Luke's like probably going to be streaming much earlier than I am. He's got more of a setup for that than I do. But yeah, we'll get on it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a co a co stream a beer thirty stream. And there's uh there's no real good movies this week coming out that we're gonna go see in theaters. Uh, so I don't know what we're planning on next week. But if anyone's got any suggestions of movies, or if you want us to do the Fantastic Four one again, or something again, like that. nobody heard it besides us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess not again, but. Yeah, I fucked that one up last time. But something like that, suggestions are obviously always welcome. If you want a bad movie review, let us know. Cause yeah, I think it we might obviously be have different like categories of movie reviews. We have yeah. a bad movie review, which we never actually got. A drunk movie review, which was just us drunkenly reviewing Moneyball. And then the normal movie reviews, which is Mutant and Tenet so far. I kind of burp. I kind of forgot we've started with drunk movie reviews. We should probably go back to that. Uh-huh. Well, drunk movie reviews, the idea where we're going to watch the movie and just get drunk and review it. Yeah, I think I think that'll go with bad movie reviews. Yeah. So drunk, okay. So yeah, that sounds good to me. Anyway, I mean, Netflix. We got Netflix, Hulu, We could do Disney Project Plus, Power. Uh... That's not a bad movie, though. That's not something... No, I just meant, like, in general. We could oh, do, gotcha. Like, yeah. Anyone's got any suggestions, we'll just leave it at that. And just let us know. Wish you were beer. <laughs>